People want to act, Josh, but it's hard. A business friend of mine said that to me recently, and we happened to be on a video chat that we were recording. So I got the recording, and I'm posting here my answer. It wasn't a full-on rant, but it was my extemporaneous answer involving how we learn. What does it mean to learn? It means having to challenge yourself, bring up things like abolition and slavery and what we can learn from people in the past. Now, I freely admit that what I'm saying is what would have been perfect for me to hear. I wish someone had said this to me 20, 30 years ago. Does it resonate with everyone? Can't say for sure, but it's honest and I hope it adds value. Also, since it was a video call, we got the video as well. So if you click the link in the show notes, you can see me saying all this stuff too. Can I comment on, on what you're saying about how people want to act, but it's hard. One of the mistakes I make is that I talk about where I've gone because I want, I feel like I want to be like a Roger Bannister. You know, he broke the four minute mile and suddenly everyone broke the four minute mile. I have to recognize that it's valuable for people to learn that when I started, I polluted as much as anyone. I mean, I flew around like crazy. I mean, that's why I put that picture of boiling beans for the first time. I think I said in the talk, I'm not proud. I'm ashamed that in my 40s, I'd never boiled beans on the stove, that I'd never had, I probably had not had some one meal in my life since weaning that did not have something polluting in it, you know, some packaging. I mean, I talk about that moment at the store and I was just like, I can't eat. I can't live without polluting. On the flip side is I had to face that. Am I willing to do this? I look back at, at people in the past who, I mean, we talk, one of the things I was gonna talk about is, is that cows was a place where slave produced goods from the new world processed. People in England looked at the world, what can I do? I just want my molasses and rum and sugar. I'm not doing that, someone else, so it'll work itself out. I don't know how they convinced themselves it was okay or how they rationalized it. They exploited overseas. We today look back with total clarity at that. There's no question that future generations, if we make it, will look back at us with that clarity. I'm not doing this, one of my big concerns, not concerns, how do I put this? One of my big, um, something really annoying to me. When you act this way, not only will you not know what to do at first, because I, I certainly didn't know what to do at first. And I felt like, how do I compare myself? Like, I'm always going to fail. But the only way to get past that, learning means trying to do things you don't know how to do. Either you don't do them, then you don't learn. Or if you want to learn, you have to do things you don't know how to do and learn in the process. That is how we learn. So if you find yourself facing, I don't know what to do, do your best and learn from the experience you will be misunderstood because we live in a world where most people think acting sustainably is a burden, it's a chore, it's a deprivation, it's a sacrifice. It's going backward away from the Star Trek future. But if you actually do it, you'll be misunderstood. My mom says to me, Josh, I just don't have the passion for not flying that you do. I'm like, I don't have a passion for not flying. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, oh, I can't wait to not fly today. It's a misunderstanding by my mom. Right? And she thinks she's supporting me and she is doing her best to supporting not Josh, but like, like a different Josh, which is, I appreciate the attempt, but doesn't change that I feel misunderstood. My dad's no, he misunderstands me for different reasons. That's what you have waiting for you. You'll be misunderstood. You'll be made fun of. People will think you're crazy. That's what people thought of Thomas Clarkson, William Wilberforce, Equiano, the Clapham group, the people who opposed slavery. 
you read up the history because now we just think, oh, it's just so evil. It must have been. People thought it was good. People thought it was right and just. They thought that they were, they were helping savages become civilized. Slavery had been around for, since before recorded history in every culture that they knew of. That's how we view pollution today. When you get that view, if people listen to this, to this and think, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about slavery, the clarity that comes from seeing that looking across the ocean at the people who are suffering, necessary, not, oh, maybe we can fix this. No, it's absolutely necessary for our way of living today to hurt other people and to reduce what we're doing that hurts them. This is stewardship. This is not sacrifice. This is what it means to be human. We care about other humans, even ones that we haven't met. It is the most, that switch, there's nothing like it. I'm, I'm not a father, so I can't say what it's like to see my child for the first time, to hold my child for the first time. Maybe, I can't compare that. But to switch from saying, stop telling me about that over there, to I'm affecting them. This is a connection to humanity. It is not a burden. When we collectively make this switch that we don't want to exploit, that we don't want to look away, that we want to look, this is the best of humanity. I certainly do not want to live I wish I lived in a world that wasn't so polluted, but I cannot change the past. I can't change what people did generations ago is ch changing the weather, pollution, everything today. Likewise, the things we did yesterday will affect people for de decades, centuries, possibly millennia to come. But what I do today can change that. I read Cornell, I think, did, I forget where it came. It said in 2100, there may be a billion climate refugees. But there could be 2 billion climate refugees also. Now, for most people, well, that's a big, ah, big numbers. It's a difference of a billion people suffering or not. Let's just say we can't stop the first billion from suffering. Let's just say it's absolutely impossible to undo that. All right, the next billion is, and we can do something about that. It's not like we fall off the cliff and that's it. There are levels of disaster. And if we can't stop all disaster, we can at least minimize it. We can help people. Once we accept that we cannot change the past, this is the greatest opportunity to reverse course. We think we're making all this progress. We made a wrong turn. I'm sure this has happened to you. You're going somewhere, you're walking, you're driving, whatever. You make a wrong turn. You're in some territory where you don't know where you are. Sometimes you think, well, I'll, I'll get back on, I'll, I'll, maybe I went a little bit west. I meant to go north, so I'll, I'll turn north and figure it out. And then you get more and more and more lost. Here's what works, is you go back the way you came. I don't know about you, if I get lost, and say I take five minutes to get lost, I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm really far. But it always feels much faster to get back. If we get back to living sustainably, then can we use solar, can we use wind, can we use nuclear? Start from sustainability and stay always sustainable. But trying to get back to sustainability from not sustainability, trying to leapfrog I don't see it happening. It's just scam after scam after scam. Green hydrogen, blue hydrogen. It's just, we're like, oh, this will do it. This will allow me to keep not living sustainably. And yet we as humanity are stable, are sustainable. Oh, here's another one I just thought of recently. A lot of times people think what I do doesn't matter. 
if this act that I do here doesn't solve all of the world's problems, it's not worth doing. This is to me like saying, why should I change my child's diaper when there's child mortality in the world? This will not solve infant mortality. Why should I change my children's diaper? Besides, a couple hours later, there's going to be yet another, another diaper soiled. This doesn't even solve this problem. Yet we change, the purpose of changing a diaper is not to solve infant mortality in the world. It's because there's a problem and you want to fix it. The reason to live sustainably is not to fix all the world's problems. It's to live by your values. What's, what do we want more than to live by our values? To not live by our values? To live against our values? And people are saying, oh, but I want to see my mom. She's on the other coast. It's flying away. When you chose to live away from her, you locked yourself in to all this flying. And you can change that. You can change your lifestyle. That's what we have to do. Roughly 7 billion people have to change our lifestyles to where we all live sustainably. There's no amount of governments and corporations, their actions that will change your behavior. And you can say, oh, I live outside the city. I've got to drive a car in the city. That's what we have to change. That's what we have to change. We get to change. We're going to love tearing down the highway. Everyone's like, oh, make solar cars. Tear down the highway. Building the highway caused people to live far away from cities. Tearing down the highway, it'll take time, but people will move in. And then we'll have people talk about 15-minute communities where everything you need is within a 15-minute walk or bike ride. That's, they'll take any bets that people who now live in detached homes and suburbs and in, in, in gated communities, that when they live in a 15-minute community, they will be overjoyed. They'll be like, how could I live that way? We don't have people with authority, and I don't say leaders. People with authority is not someone who's elected, someone who's the head of a company. They may lead in some areas, but they're not leading in the area of the, in the, area of the environment because they're living against the values that they tell other people to live by. And it is virtually impossible for me to get you to live by values that I live the opposite of. And yet they continue to do it. They continue to try. If we want them to change their behavior, the fastest, most effective way to change governments, to change corporations, is for us to change immediately. And I didn't say stop. I didn't say do one thing and then stop. Find the joy in it and then keep doing it. That's why people come to me now. That's why heads of corporations of very polluting companies say to me, come in and help us to live more sustainably ourselves. If you think that I could make that happen without me myself living by those values, no one wants to hear, please come in and teach us how to do something that you're not doing, we're not doing, we don't want to do, you don't want to do. If you want to learn to play piano, get a lesson from someone who plays piano, not someone who breaks pianos. 